the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Good to be with you. How often have the airlines said, your safety is our primary concern, our only concern? Forget primary. You hear it all the time. One assumes that United Airlines said that on thousands, tens of thousands of occasions, your safety is our primary or only concern. Well, it turns out that that's just not true for United Airlines, and they've acknowledged it. There is something more important than safety, diversity in the cockpit. That's D-I-C, diversity in cockpit. Uh, Just turns out that cockpit and the acronym are related, but I won't go any further because the FCC would not appreciate it. This was all coincidental for the record. I return to Earth. They have announced that half of the people they will admit to flight school will be women and persons of color. So they acknowledge that the primary concern will not be how good you are. This does not, for those listening on the left, who by definition do not think clearly and lie, This does not in any way, shape, or form imply that women or persons of color cannot be great pilots. Everybody knows that they can. That's irrelevant. The only relevance is what is your criterion or what are your criteria for admitting people into pilot training school? Will it be color and genitalia, or will it be excellence? That's it. You can't, you can't say they're both. Because if you say they're both, that means that until today, United has banned competent people of color, banned women from becoming pilots. Does anybody believe that? I don't. And, as I've said from the beginning of affirmative action, race-based, gender-based, all it does is hurt the recipients. It is inconceivable that years from now, three years, four years, not long, people will see female pilots and pilots of color and assume they became pilots through affirmative action and not excellence which may well be an erroneous assumption, but United has put it into our minds. 
It can't be an erroneous assumption in every case because, by definition, some people will have gotten in primarily because of their sex or race. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please add airplanes and airlines to the list of things that the left ruins. The bored, the aimless, the soulless, looking for meaning. Country is too good for them. It truly is. This country is too good for the left. Those ingrates. Is there one grateful leftist? Of course not. By definition, if you're grateful to be American, you don't crap on it and ruin it as the left does. So this is only the latest. Be very, very horrible. Just horrible. If a few years from now, a plane piloted by a female and a person of color crashes, United Flight. Anybody who even suggests at the time, well, maybe they they were placed in that position because of their color and gender, will be declared a racist, even though United is the racist. Is there any other possible explanation or any other possible assessment other than the one that I said? People will not look at these people as achievers but as affirmative action recipients and how unfair it will be to those who are just excellent. But how could it be otherwise? By the way, I'm curious... Does, does it apply to every group? I know I fly constantly. Next week, again, I'm flying to New York and Florida from California. Even now, I, I fly a lot, even to, relative to what I normally do, nothing, but relative to most people, a lot. So I, I, have, I, I have flown 10 million miles. I probably, no, let's see, yeah, 5 million miles. And I have always heard this is Captain so-and-so. I never recall, hi, this is your uh, Captain Cohen. Right, do you? You recall Jewish captains? I know one, actually, works for Southwest, great guy. But I wonder if the percentage of, uh, of people in the cockpit are Jews commensurate to their... Uh, percentage of the population. And as a Jew, I, I would be insulted. I, it would, I would be angry beyond words if you said, well, we're, just, we're going to reserve a certain number of spots for Jews. I'm not the first to point out that it's a very odd application. What would happen to basketball if you said that there had to be equity on the on the court? This notion you have to look like the people who are doing something. Do, do whites watching basketball think, gee, I don't look like the 75% of the NBA players who are black? Or do they think, hey, hey I'm seeing the best players on earth? 
right? Why wouldn't you apply that to pilots? I'm serious. Why not? One eight Prager seven seven six. When you have no real life affirming cause in your life, you make up life affirming causes. That is all of leftism. It's manufactured causes for my empty, soulless being. That's all it is. I will feel good about myself by fighting. What did they call themselves who opposed Donald Trump? The resistance. The resistance. The resistance in Europe in World War II with the anti-Nazis, many of whom were captured and hideously tortured to death. You know what you got for being in the resistance in the United States? An interview on MSNBC or CNN. Not quite tortured to death. It's all a fake. The entire left-wing battle is a fake. And this is the latest. There aren't enough women pilots. How do you know that? How do you know that? That's the state of the United States, circa 2021. The problem is, if you don't fly United, you've got Delta and American as the primary alternatives. Delta has already sold its soul to the left by condemning as racist something that has nothing whatsoever to do with race. Show an ID for voting is racist. The claim that it is racist is racist because you're saying blacks are not bright enough to get an ID. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. So the, the obscenity of what United is doing is, uh, is indescribable. 
they have undermined everything they could in one announcement. They have undermined any confidence that United puts excellence first in the cockpit, safety first in, in the airline, and they have undermined the achievements of every woman and every person of color who will now be uh, uh, flying an airplane. Everyone will assume, even when it's not true, they got it because United had to fill a place in their uh, aviator school. But as I said last night, why, who are you going to fly? Prager Airlines? An airline only dedicated to excellence and not, and not to leftism? Do they, does it exist? God, it wasn't long ago that Alaska Airlines placed on every single uh, tray. Remember there was a time when you got, uh, actually, you got food on planes? Alaska Airlines would have a little tiny card with a biblical quote on it. And then the left hated that. The left hates everything beautiful, including beauty. Look at your, your, look at your museums of contemporary art. There is almost no beauty in it. If it's healthy, if it's beautiful, if it's kind, if it's good, if it works, they hate it. It's a sick part. It's like the death wish in the human condition that Freud spoke of. There's no doubt it will hurt United, but I want you to understand how this is hurting people of color and women. And I would like to know, I asked the question, how did they know that there are more women out there, for example, who they until now disallowed? Is that what is is that what United is telling us? You know, folks, we've had all these competent women and people of color, but we until now uh, have avoided hiring them because we're a bunch of racists. They should all resign then. If that's true, if they've been depriving me of superb people of color and women in the cockpit, you, they, if the honorable thing would be to resign and at least admit it, but they don't do that because this is all, what is it? There's a, there a theological term, cheap grace. Did you ever hear that term? Is that the term, cheap grace? Un- unearned. I mean, I know a lot, of Christian, a lot of Christians don't like the word earn with regard to grace or salvation and so on. But I'm a big fan. It's my favorite word, my favorite verb in English is earn. Grace without discipleship? Huh? That's what, is that the formal term for cheap grace <laughs> oh boy I'm on United I'm on all of them I'm, I'm on the highest levels or among the highest levels of all of them <laughs> and, and, and it, it doesn't matter I mean truly what's left so the American as American uh, done something to prove that uh, it, it doesn't care about flying as much as it does about sounding woke. I, I, I'm not aware of it. I am flying American next week. I'm trying to avoid Delta. 
I, I admit it. Now, but if you avoid Delta and United, you know, you, you take a helicopter. <laughs> it's not. I mean, JetBlue's great. I don't know if they've done. Uh, I, if I, I have no idea the, the pressure on these people because they're cowards. Aside from, there's no courage in what United announced. There was no courage in what Delta announced. Imagine if an airline said, you know, we really do. We have very strong opinions about America, and we loathe racism, but we're not getting involved in politics because our task is to fly all Americans, whatever their opinions, whatever their politics, whatever their race, color, creed, as safely as possible. That is the only purpose of our airline. What would happen? I'm not kidding. Would the New York Times condemn them for racism? You didn't condemn the Georgia racist law, which has no no racism in it, none whatsoever. President Biden has the ratio of lies to to uh, Trump's lies is about ten to one, but the Washington Post doesn't keep track of the lies that Joe Biden tells. So it's an interesting question. What are you going to do? John in Atlanta, Georgia, hello. Hello. Hello, Dennis. Thanks for taking my call. Right. We don't have a lot of time, but I, I, I'll i ask you to stay over. But go ahead. Make, make the point, if you would. The airline since the 80s have been making an effort under affirmative action to hire as many minorities and female pilots as possible. And in their deal to do that, they have hired people who do not have the hours and the time and the experience. Okay, I, uh, that's important. You work in the field. I'd like you to stay on. I have a guest that I'm going to talk to so that you become healthier. Stay tuned. All right, if you uh, got in, some of you I'm going to ask to stay on or I'll, the screener will, but don't hang up. I'm, I'm moving on to another subject. I'm going to return to the United and the assertion by United that safety is their second concern and diversity is their first. They said it uh, in uh, in not so many words, but they said it. So uh, why they would undermine their airline, well, I know why, because being woke is more important than being excellent. I have a guest, a man I have not had on the show, I don't know, about five years. Is that is that fair to say? Seven years, Dr. Richmond. Let me let me very quickly say Dr. Michael Richmond, who is a board certified cardiothoracic surgeon and general surgeon. Now he's the founder of Paladin MDs, PaladinMDS.com. He's a patient advocate. But I the reason I'm having him on is uh, first of all I have talked to you about health uh, all of my career. Whatever I could, whatever insight I could bring in the beginning of my career, I told you carbs, not fat, was dangerous. That was a pretty lonely voice, but I was right. The government was wrong, and it's stupid pyramid. But as a rule, Ronald Reagan was right. The worst things you could hear are the government is here to help you. Was well, that his famous statement? Sometimes it's true and it works, but not usually. Dr. Richmond was my a doctor when he was practicing medicine directly with patients, and I believe uh, I, 
you can't prove it, but I believe. He prolonged my life, and I am, thank God, very healthy. He knows his stuff, and what I recommended to you was something he made me aware of, and that is the erroneous way in which people's cholesterol is counted or measured. Dr. Michael Richmond, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. Glad to be back. One minute, we got to put your say it again. I'm sorry. It's been a long time. I'm so happy to be back. Yes, indeed, it is good to have you. So, explain in your inimitable way what the cholesterol count is wrong about. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say, even though I haven't been on in seven years, I still have your loyal followers. I probably get three a month Hmm. calling me and saying, you saved my life, or you saved Dennis's life, I want you to save my life. So it, it really stuck, all those shows we did. So basically what the issue has been for years, um, it was first described in 1961 um, in a paper titled Triglycerides, Coronary Artery Disease, and Lipoproteins, that we should not be measuring the fat content in the blood. We should be measuring the transport vehicles because obviously oil and vinegar don't mix. So blood is the vinegar, um, cholesterol is the oil, okay? So they don't mix. You can't get them together. So the body ingeniously packages the cholesterol inside of particles, and those particles drive the cholesterol around the body. So if you remember the analogy I made years ago, we measure the people in the cars but you need to be measuring the cars because it's the cars that traffic the cholesterol throughout the body. The the definition of LDL cholesterol, the traditional way, is simply the amount of liquid cholesterol in a deciliter of plasma. So take a little bowl and put cholesterol in it. How, how How does that help you? Because it's not soluble. So we still measure the number of people in the cars and not the cars. And now it's even become more mainstream. It's become more accepted because if you remember, there were only a couple labs doing it. Now LabCorp bought the technology, the NMR, and people can get it everywhere. So technically, I can be provide guidance and take care of people everywhere now. And it has been shown that normal cholesterol testing misses about 50 to 60% of the variability in the population. So that means 50 to 60% of the people, like you, were told they had normal cholesterol and didn't. Because they were counting the passengers and not the cars. Correct. And now, because more labs are measuring lipids, that's the term, correct? Of the cars. Lipoproteins. Lipoproteins. What's the difference between a lipoprotein and a lipid? Lipid is just a general term for fats. The lipoproteins are the proteins that are made in the body that traffic the cholesterol through the body. All right. We're going to continue with Dr. Michael Richmond. I want you all to be healthier. My friends, I have Dr. Michael Richmond on board certified cardiothoracic surgeon, general surgeon. Many years ago, I had him on the show seven years ago. 
and helped many of you as he did me, then he went into a different form of non-private practice as a doctor, but as a, it's my term, a patient advocate at his place, uh, Paladin MDS, paladinmds.com, which is anyway up at the DennisPrager.com. I want to make it clear, uh, when he speaks about these labs that do the proper testing, which most labs don't, and I believe that, I know that, with regard to your cholesterol level, uh, he has no financial interest in LabCorp. I mean, I, sort of, I, I ascertained this during the break. I think you need to know this. So, again, most doctors are not measuring properly something that is, you are, you are certain is of a great significance, the, the amount of lipoproteins in our blood, correct? Correct. Because they're counting, as, as you put it, they're counting passengers, not cars. The, uh, the car is the lipid? The car is the lipoprotein. Okay, the lipoprotein. The cholesterol Why, or lipid is the passenger. Given the importance of this, and, and I, this is where I believe, among other places, you had such an impact on my own health. Why doesn't the average doctor know this? Well, as we've talked about before, this is the thing that's remarkable. So I just said to you in 1961, um, from Yale, a very accomplished female endocrinologist published a paper, and I have it, Triglycerides, Lipoproteins, and Coronary Artery Disease. Then in 1967, in the New England Journal of Medicine, Dr. Friedrichsen, cholesterol classification, is called the Friedrichsen classification, said, no, 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 we're doing it all wrong. I'm paraphrasing. We need to measure the cars, not the people in the cars. So this is not a new concept. We've known this forever. The problem was you don't learn it in medical school, and if you don't learn it, how do you apply it, okay? So now that you're able to get it anywhere, same thing. You don't learn it in medical school, so there's lack of awareness, then there's lack of competence because very few doctors understand lipoproteins at all. I never learned it. I didn't learn it until after like just being curious with heart surgery. And then the other thing is lack of time. It takes too much time. Doctors now are being bought up by healthcare systems and their time's being regulated and what they can do is being regulated and you're lucky if you see a doctor for five minutes, 10 minutes. And if you remember, I spend 50 minutes with people. So the reason we started this company, actually, um, I started it with an entrepreneur named Jennifer Martucci, is because her aunt was sick in the hospital and there was no communication with doctors. And I figured, okay, how do I spend more time with patients all over the place and teach them and not have that fear that doctors are going to come after you or they think because now they view me as an asset because they don't think I'm going to take their patients. So now I work with doctors. They call me for cholesterol management on their patients. They call me for problems, and we work as a team. So in other words, a patient lives in New Jersey, will call me. They'll get their blood drawn. They'll get their particles. I'll have a consultation with them, tell them what to do. If their doctor doesn't understand most doctors will listen to me and do what's necessary. If the doctor doesn't understand, All we'll right. find him a new doctor. L let's talk about the what's necessary. 
the first thing that's necessary is to correctly assess your uh, uh, HDL level. Is that is that a proper way of putting it, or irrelevant, just cholesterol level? Irrelevant. Uh, are we talking traditional testing? No, or? no. What you believe they need to be tested for? Well, it's not. It's not what I believe. Correct. It's a fact. Okay. okay. I love it's, that. Okay. You, you're talking to the persuader. Okay. So, so yesterday I had a phone call with the person who's done all the clinical trials, who I wrote my book with, who's one of the authorities who invented LDL particle testing, Dr. Bill Cromwell, who's a famous international um, academician in lipidology. And he said to me, I asked him, Bill, what's been going on? Seems like things are going backwards, not forwards. And he said to me, you're right. He goes, you've been doing it right all along, and that's probably because you're a heart surgeon and you understand the process. The problem is now that there's, instead of one society making guidelines, there's seven societies making recommendations, and they're all opposite. So the endocrinologists listen to the endocrinologists. The cardiologists choose the American Heart Association or the American College of Cardiology, and they're all focused on treatment. But how can you treat people if you don't identify them? So by measuring LDL particles, which is basically an MRI of the blood, you miss nobody. You identify every single 100% of the people at risk you identify. So I view it as my responsibility. If you don't want to have treatment, that's great. That's your call. But let me tell you what the facts are. So last week I had a patient call me he dug out his um, thumb drive from 2013, and he called me, and he said, you know, I've been thinking about this for so long after your show with Dennis, and you saved Dennis's life. My cholesterol is normal, but for some reason I don't think it's normal, and he had his particle testing, and it was through the roof. So he, I know he's listening right now because he told me, and he's been told all along that he's fine. And he's not. So our goal is to identify everybody. And heart disease, people are, every one in three deaths in the United States is cardiovascular disease. There were 951,000 deaths, I think the last thing, last time was 2013, from cardiovascular disease. And because we are now going from a population, we're, we're going population-based. That's what Kaiser is, dealing with populations. Precision medicine is almost impossible to do now. But that's All right. Uh, we will be back in a moment. Dr. Michael Richmond, certified heart surgeon, Paladin MD, MDS, is the MDs, is up at DennisPrager.com. I keep a sissy palace Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here, a man that I attribute a good portion of my excellent health to is here. First time in seven years. He took a sabbatical. He was spending most of his time meditating in Nepal. I have no idea what No, actually, doing. I got a business degree from USC. Is that right? I got a master's uh, in medical management. Thing. Business degree from USC <laughs> and meditating in Nepal are very similar. Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Michael Richmond is a board-certified cardiovascular, no, cardiothoracic surgeon, and he has this patient advocacy group where, where he talks to doctors. It's a very interesting concept, and the 
It's up at DennisPrager.com. We're also putting up an article, correct? That right, you this wrote the, or or both articles? No, the the one that was just put up, I actually wrote for the National Lipid Association for people. It wasn't targeted for doctors. Right. And t- back in like 2010, explaining advanced lipoprotein testing in layman's terms. But what I what we need to explain is what atherosclerosis is, so people really understand. And atherosclerosis is blocking or plaque buildup in the arteries in your neck causes strokes. In your heart, causes heart attacks. If it's in your legs, you get dead toes or sores on your toes. So what happens is these lipoprotein particles traffic the cholesterol around the body, and you need cholesterol. And if you remember from biology, diffusion, simple. Stuff flows in life from greatest to least. So if you have a membrane, if you have something with holes in it, the side that has a lot flows through to the side that has a little. Diffusion, simple. Right, right. So if you have an artery and you have, I don't care how many people are in the cars, and you have too many cars, they go through the wall of the artery by diffusion. Once they actually get into the wall of the artery, they're eaten up by a cell called the macrophage. It becomes what's called a foam cell. They all gather together and they form a cholesterol plaque. So contrary to what people think, it doesn't happen on the inside of the artery where the blood flows. It actually has to get into the wall of the artery. If it can't get into the wall of the artery, in other words, if there's not a lot of particles, you don't get atherosclerosis. Okay, so the whole purpose is how do we lower your particle number? And we know now there's solid research. There's no, there's no particle number that's too low. You drive it down as low as you can, and you reduce events. Mm, okay. This is life-saving stuff to get the right, the right number, folks, on the lipoprotein or the lipids. At paladinmds.com and go uh, LabCorp, which he has no vested interest in, is one of the places that measures it properly. Tell your doctor. Or call. Or have you, know, you tell me. their doctor. Dr. Richmond, thank you. Happy to be here and hope we can do it again soon. 